everyone's an important piece of the puzzle and has a role to play. When you're on God's team, no one sits on the bench. On God's team, there is no bench. Yay! Welcome! I'm so excited to be with you today. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. That would have been absolutely amazing. But what we've learned over these last few years, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And there are so many exciting things going on. I cannot wait to share with you all today. I want to first thank the ladies that helped me put the show together, Denise Brewer, Terry Strange, and Tammy Wagner. Thank you so much for all of the work that you ladies do to help to put the show together. If it wasn't for you, this would not be possible. I received so many unique uh, things this week. I cannot wait to get uh, to them. So thank you, all three ladies, for all of the hard work that you put in. I also want to do a shout out to Mike Lindell. If it wasn't for my pillow, uh, this show would not be possible either. So thank you for all of the support that you all do at MyPillow.com. When you go there and you use promo code FLYOVER, you get up to 66% off. So you help Mike Lindell. It helps us. It helps you. One thing I didn't know they had, which was the kitchen towels. So I have to order those and try them. They have great uh, deals on their kitchen towels. I don't know if you all knew it, but everything that you get from MyPillow obviously is the highest quality and the best. So check it out when you go to MyPillow.com. Also, I want to talk about the slippers, of course. So Avery was pointing out they are out of some of their colors now, but they still are $25. I absolutely love my slippers. Wherever I go all across the country, uh, whenever we are out to speak, I always bring my slippers because my feet get sore. And I see a lot of you all and you're wearing your slippers and telling me how much you love your slippers as well. So you can get those at mypillow.com when you use promo code Flyover. Last week, uh, we were on a Zoom call with Mike Lindell, and he was talking about an event that he has coming up, and I wanted to share it with you all. Uh, they're going to be talking about uh, the plan revealed, and uh, it's an echo, it's an election summit. This doesn't have anything to do with right now 2020. This has to do with 2024, and there is a plan so that there this will be a fair election. And uh, if you want to know more about it, he thinks it's going to be historical. It's going to be on August the 16th and the 17th. You can actually watch it from home. And the way that you register is you go to lindellevent.com, lindellevent.com. And then you register with your email. And once you do that, you're going to receive a free online gift. So it doesn't cost you anything. You get it immediately. Um, Mike is really excited about this. He's put so much time, effort, um, his time, his talent, his treasure, all of that into helping to make uh, these elections safe and secure. And so I highly recommend going, putting your email address um, and receiving your free gift and being a part of this event that comes out on August the 16th and the 17th. Again, go to lindelltv.com and just use your referral code fly over. All right. So, so many incredible things that we're going to talk about before statements that we always say on the show is the first thing is this is the best time to be alive, that we were born for such a time as this, not a thousand years ago, not a hundred years from now. We're alive right now during this time, and we're going to see things of biblical proportion. 
Next thing is that uh, President Trump will be back. Uh, back in 2007, it was prophesied he would have two terms, and there's a lot of different prophetic voices that have agreed with that. So we are standing the gap and praying and interceding for that to come to fruition in the name of Jesus Christ. Next thing is transference of wealth from the wicked to the righteous. A big prophetic word from Nate Johnson that came out about um, what the Lord was sharing with him about this transference of wealth, which is really exciting. And then finally, um, there's a billion soul harvest, a billion people are going to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And it's not about a pastor standing in front of a church. It's about you and I going out, sharing the good news with people that we love, laying hands on the sick, seeing them healed, and then saying, how did you do that? And say, it wasn't us. Jesus paid for it 2,000 years ago, and he wants you to know him as your personal Lord and Savior. We get to be a part of it. So exciting to be alive right now during this time. All right, I want to share something with you that was kind of cool. Last week um, on the Prophetic Report, I was talking about our fire alarm going off at five o'clock in the morning, and uh, but with no fire, but it said fire, fire. And I was like, none of us had any kind of fear, and I thought maybe it might be something prophetic. So I asked the flyover family, have you experienced anything similar to that? I received an over... Um, overwhelming amount of responses from people in the comment section. You can go back to the comments from last week. Thank you so much for everyone that reached out in the comment section. I received emails and I even received texts from people uh, that I love that I know very well. My uh, my daughter and love's parents reached out to me. They had received the sa- same thing that happened to them. Their fire alarm had gone off as well. So it's crazy. God is speaking right now during this time. We're going to see the fire of of glory come like we've never seen before. And I'm excited. I'm like, I want to receive it in the name of Jesus. So that was cool. Thank you so much for, for so much for sharing with us on that. Next thing is, all right, I received this from Terry Strange. Uh, I looked at it uh, this morning. Uh, so she sent it yesterday, I believe. But I looked at it this morning and I didn't have a chance to um, to see if there was prophetic words that went along with this. But I know a lot of you watch the prophetic, so you might be able to tell me about it. But on July the 24th, 2023 in Stockton, Utah, there were thousands of toads that were covering the roadway. Check this out. At first I thought, I'm just tired, like there's no way. On the way home, the driver suddenly came to a stop in the middle of unusual traffic. I noticed that the road itself was moving. The two-lane road had turned into an intersection. As I looked and I kind of focused on it, I realized that these were frogs or toads that were crossing the road. There were tons. We weren't talking like 10 toads. We're talking like thousands of toads crossing the road. Mary Hewlett was totally blown away. And I'm like, is this like Toadmageddon? What in the world is going on here? The word biblical came to mind. (laughs) Biologists say video witnesses captured is absolutely riveting. It's completely natural, uh, but I would definitely say that was a pretty spectacular event. We're probably talking hundreds of thousands of toads. They believe the banner water you and recent thunderstorms led to the exodus. These juvenile toads decided it was a good time to leave their area and uh, out-migrate into some of the surrounding hills. Unfortunately, not every toad successfully crossed the road. Been quite a few that have been uh, hit by cars or whatnot, but that entire swath was about a mile and a quarter long. There was a lot of dragonflies there, so I thought those were dragonfly guts that we were driving on. Some witnesses just hated to see so many toads croak. That was a really hard thing to see. Emotions they'd never expected to feel on a late evening commute. I have never seen anything that looked like tens of thousands of frogs 
Wow. Okay. It's pretty interesting. That was the news. And they were talking about biblical. They were talking about Exodus. So I was like, all right, God, what are you doing? Please put in the comments or email me. Uh, let me know if you know of any prophetic words that go along with that. So obviously, it's something of biblical proportion, uh, you know, something that we read about in the Bible, we're going to be able to see and we're seeing it now. So pretty wild. All right. So what are the prophets saying? Well, Amanda Grace had a prophetic word that she delivered uh, last week. It was actually July the 19th, 2023. And she's talking about an eclipse that is coming. And she actually said that we were on the cusp of wild and shocking events. Check this out. I'm going to read to you a prophetic word from November 26, 2019. And I'm going to read to you something from Ezekiel chapter one, and you're going to see the correlation. I, the Lord, hand a very holy torch to my anointed, and they shall miraculously carry it to the nations. Now, remember the word torch. Include, um, they shall miraculously carry it to the nations. Including the United States, for so much has been introduced that have pulled people away from me, says the Lord. And I, the Lord, am claiming these territories and regions and disabling the strongholds of the demon princes who rule at the gate, says the Lord. They shall have no power, says the Lord. I am miraculously disabling it, and the evidence shall come forth, and the natural strange happening shall manifest that shall be assigned to my people. I, the Lord God, Jehovah, am taking back from the enemy what he unrightfully and unlawfully stole from my kingdom, and now he shall answer those charges, and demon princes will be sent in retreat back to the pits of hell from which they came, says the Lord God Jehovah in Jesus' name. Now, Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Listen, remember the word torch. And each went straight forward wherever the spirit was about to go. They would go without turning as they went. Among the living beings, there was something that looked like burning coals of fire, like torches moving back and forth among the living beings. The fire was bright and lightning was flashing from the fire and the living beams moved rapidly back and forth like flashes of lightning. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go. We must. Oh, so this, uh, this is what it says in this uh Two, I think it's two scriptures. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go. We must have this as our concern right now. Not pettiness. No more feeding people sour milk and sour wine that comes from old wineskins. It is shallow and that's capitalized. The shallowness shall be left to wade in the shallow end and shall not, that's capitalized, move forward into the deep. Shallow and sour is stunting the growth of the people and the Lord is correcting and pruning such in this season. There shall be an eclipse in multiple ways. Now, this is where we get into the eclipse part. NASA images of three major eclipses that have and will pass over America between 2017 and 2024, a seven-year period. We have August 21st, 2017, October 14th, 2023, and April 8th, 2024, which is the year of the election. April is also the month of Passover. Two of these eclipses were on the heels of major Jewish holidays, Rosh Hashanah and Passover. The one in October came up, comes approximately two weeks after Yom Kippur. Passover in 2024 begins Monday, April 22nd, 2024, and ends at nightfall on Monday the 29th of April, 2024. So this eclipse comes 14 days prior to Passover, which is seven days long, 
14 is double sevens. These three eclipses are seven years apart. The 14th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Nun, N-U-N, which means deceit, kingship, fish, miscarriage, and miracle, which I find amazing. Now, back to the eclipse, because this all ties in. The Hebrew calendar is a lunar calendar with the months based on the phases of the moon. A new month begins on the day of the crescent moon after the new moon phase. This change is called the Rosh Chodesh, head of the of the new, okay, or head of the new moon. Each Rosh Chodesh is a minor holiday. Eclipses are mentioned multiple times in the Bible. When they are mentioned in the Bible, they mostly coincide with biblical milestones. Joel 3.15, the sun and moon will be darkened and the stars no longer shine. Amos 8.9, in that day declares the sovereign Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. Matthew 27.45, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. This is as Yeshua hung on the cross. Isaiah 13.10, the stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And then we have Exodus chapter 10, verses 21 through 23. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward the sky so that darkness spreads over Egypt, darkness that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. Now, isn't it interesting that darkness covered Egypt for three days and the darkness was over the land when Christ died for three hours and Christ was in the darkness of the tomb for three days. So this is no uh, this is no coincidence. No one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Now. There was an interesting event that happened with an eclipse. And I'm going to tell you the two because they coincide to what we see going on right now in the United States of America. In the closing days of his life, Herod the Great, Herod was the one that tried to have Jesus killed as a child. He tried to to totally destroy him. And he took a lot of life of a lot of children attempting to do this. In the closing days of his life, Herod the Great was presented with a crisis called the Golden Eagle Incident. The Golden Eagle Incident. Herod had placed a golden eagle over the entrance to the temple. Although he professed professed that it was an offering dedicated to the Lord, it was regarded as a desecration of the temple by two rabbis, Matthias and Judas, who provoked a group of more than 40, interesting number, individuals into pulling down the eagle. Herod's soldiers captured and executed many of the participants. Matthias and Judas were burned alive. After relating this sordid incident, Josephus comments that the night after Matthias and Judas were executed, there was an eclipse of the moon. Now that's in the book of antiquities that this comes from. This is the only reference to a lunar eclipse in all the writings of Josephus. Perhaps a modern historian would not have mentioned it, judging that an astronomical event like an eclipse is independent of the activities of man, unless it preceded some important occasion such as a battle, and so influenced a decision such as whether or not to go to war. In the ancient world, however, an eclipse was regarded as an omen whenever it happened. For Josephus, the eclipse in the night after Herod put to death the two 
protesters and who were rabbis was a sign of displeasure from God. This is shown by the fact that Josephus describes immediately after the mention of the eclipse, Herod's physical suffering, a suffering from which he could find no relief until his death at some time between the eclipse and Passover. In the Antiquities passage, the eclipse and Herod's torment signified the same thing. God's solemn judgment on Herod after he put to death individuals more righteous than himself. Okay. Herod, the leader, putting to death individuals way more righteous than he. I want you to think about that. I also want you to think about the fact that a golden statue resembling Ishtar was placed over the New York City courthouse where there is supposed to be the upholding of the law and true justice. This is no coincidence. There are two weeks between the eclipse, April 8th, 2024, and Passover 2024. Two weeks is between those events. It's going to be one of the most volatile and pivotal, probably, in history. Events and circumstances will turn that was never thought possible. Seven months is between the end of Passover 2024 and the November 2024 election. The three eclipses are taking place over seven years. There is seven months between the end of Passover and the November 2024 election. The seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Zayin. Now, we had said that just a little while ago because uh, we had brought that up, which means crown or weapon. This is no coincidence. That seven months will be unprecedented in some ways, shocking, a time where those who choose to do as Herod will fall, the Trojan horse will be caught, and its hosts entrapped. A time of hard choices, deep necessary conflict for Israel for their own protection. Attempting to bind the people of the U.S. again, except that's capitalized. They are using an old dry brittle rope that shall fall apart by the pressure the Lord thy God shall apply. The pressure shall break establishment alliances. Those quarreling now and backbiting as sheep shall work together. This shall be. In 2024, our presidential election year, the eclipse will take place 14 days before Passover. So it's, I, I believe it's the same. Yes, it's the same. I'm sorry, because I said it would take place af after Passover. Actually, the eclipse is following the same suit. It is taking place 14 days before Passover. And if we look at this chart right here of the two X's on the United States of America, August 21st, 2017 was a full eclipse. April 8th, 2024 will be a full eclipse. Okay, that's the, oh yes, that's the other one. We're going to get to that one. That one is the al, uh, is the alpha, which we're going to get to. But we, I actually have in front of me that I'm looking at that is going to be on the notes. It's a map of the United States of America, and it's an X. It looks like an X through the map. And so you have August 21st, 2017, and April 8th, 2024. So an X. So I'm just looking at these two eclipses right now, which make an X. We'll get to the alpha in a minute. But yes, if we're looking at the 2024 and the 2017, that's a better view of it. Uh, the X is the shape of the ancient Hebrew letter Tav. The Tav is the 22nd and final last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it means cross, sign, or covenant. 
Notice where the center of the X lands on the map. So if you look at the location of the heart of a major earthquake fault line, which is called New Madrid, which is an interesting name for a fault line, this fault has the highest hazard rating. The center target of the total eclipse X is the same location. And eclipse and the center of a potential earthquake coinciding. So you have the right in the center, you have the eclipse coinciding with a fault line, basically, which I think is no coincidence. And then you have the X shape, which is Tav, which means cross sign or covenant. There is a total of seven years between August 2017 and April 2024. Seven. The number seven has shown up quite a bit since we have began this broadcast with this teaching. Remember, the seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Zayin, which means crown or weapon or to sustain. So in a sentence, if we put those three in, the crown, almighty God, utilizes weapons, the weapons of our warfare, which are not capital carnal, but mighty God through the mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds to sustain America, strengthen or support physically or mentally. That's what it means. To sustain America, strengthen or support physically or mentally through this time so it does not completely fall. So if you look at crown, weapon, sustain, I'm going to read it for you again. The crown, almighty God, utilizes weapons, weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds to sustain America, strengthen or support physically or mentally through this time so it does not completely fall. I think that is incredible because the Lord is the only one right now that is sustaining this nation from completely, completely falling. The next Shemitah year begins exactly in sync with Rosh Hashanah in 2028, the Feast of Trumpets. There is one more notable eclipse during this seven-year time frame. It's not a total eclipse. So the one in 2017 and 2024 are going to be total eclipses. The third eclipse runs north-south rather than east-west in what is called an annual eclipse. That eclipse will happen on Shabbat, which is Friday, October 14th, 2023, the 29th of the month of Tishri or October. Yom Kippur begins that then uh, the evening of Sunday, September 24th, 2023, and ends Monday, September 25th, 2023. The 10 days of awe or the 10 days of repentance are observed during the time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Now, if you overlay the annual eclipse with the other two total eclipses, so if you take 2017, right, and you take 2023, and you overlay it with the 2024 eclipse, and we actually have a picture of that. You see, you have the total eclipse of 2017, and you have the one of the partial of 2023, and then you have going across the one of 2024. It creates the shape of the ancient letter Aleph, which is symbolic of God. Aleph represents the oneness of God, and there it is. That is what Aleph looks like. It looks eerily similar to the chart of the eclipses, which is no mistake that these things are coming into alignment and happening. 
Aleph represents the oneness of God. The letter can be seen as being composed of an upper yud and a lower yud, and a vav leaning on a diagonal. The upper yud represents the hidden and ineffable aspects of God, while the lower yud represents God's revelation and presence in the world or ineffable, ineffable aspects of God. This is not a coincidence. A also represents alpha. For the Lord is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last, who sits on the highest throne and judges the nations righteously and carries out justice. Carries out justice. Aleph is literally going across our nation. By the time the 2024 eclipse happens, I find that no coincidence and it shows me God is moving. It shows me there are signs in the heavens and there are things aligning and happening that are showing an incredible move of God. Now I'm going to tell you what's happening. No matter how bad it looks, God is on the throne and these people still need prayer for their souls. Honestly. I mean, Paul killed Christians before he was radically saved and delivered. So just pray because we, from what I just talked about, are on the cusp of seeing the most wild and shocking events that are poised to now take place in the nation, like a shock and awe and a shifting of plates that coincide with positions. Now, there is a military operation called shock and awe, and it is uh, meant to impose, and this is the definition impose this overwhelming level of shock and awe against an adversary on an immediate or sufficiently timely basis to paralyze its will to carry on, um, to seize control of the environment and paralyze or so overload an adversary's perceptions and understanding of events that the enemy would be incapable of resistance at the tactical and strategic levels. Uh, this can be done with spiritual warfare too, uh, to a degree. But I just think that's something to keep in mind is is uh, this shock and awe as we're entering this, because I'm watching um, the appointed times, the times and seasons, the the, the signs and, you know, in the heavenlies that are happening. And it's all pointing to this. So this is, you know, this is a warning from the Lord, too, that. We need to be in prayer. We need to be close to the Lord. We need to ensure that the Lord is the loudest voice for us when it comes to our lives. We need to pray about what we're seeing coming uh, because God has not completely forsaken this nation, although we see judgment and other things happening. And so we just have to really go deeper with the Lord. He's calling us out into the deep. He's saying no more sour milk, no more sour wine and old wineskins. If you want to wait in the shallow end, you're going to be left there because he's got to move people into the deep. He's got to move people 
that are prophetically <clears throat> in tune into the deep right now to get the people of the nation to understand the deeper things going on, the deeper connections and how it correlates. So not only do they know how to pray, but it increases their faith and it shows them God is moving, that there are things happening, that there are things correlating, that these things are not coincidences and that we need to really understand that this is one of the most crucial seasons that we are in ever in the history of the United States of America. And if half the body doesn't want to work of the church, then guess what? The other half of the body is going to strengthen itself and is going to push on because there is a fracture that has happened in part of the body of the church. And it keeps refracturing itself instead of healing and realizing that the superficial will not work in this season. It just won't. The superficial will not work. And if you don't want to be stretched, and if you want to fall to corrupt agendas, if you want to be their mouthpiece for them, then you are going to fall off and be left. The Lord is slow to anger. He is merciful. He's abounding in loving kindness, but he is not playing in this season at all. He is not because there are things that have to be accomplished. There are things that have to occur. There are kings he has to raise up and there are kings he has to bring down. There are nations that have to be changed. There are souls at stake. And this is why we see these things happen. Wow. Okay. So powerful. I recommend going and watching the whole thing. There were so many different scriptures she put in long uh, in that as well as um, just biblical references that I think were really important. We just didn't have time for all at all during the show, but pretty amazing about the eclipse, how it's coming together, what it's forming. Absolutely amazing and exciting. All right, I wanted to have you kind of just take something and put it in the back of your brain, hold on to it for the rest of the show, because we're going to talk about it um, in another uh, part. One is torches, the torches that she talked about, torches moving back and forth, wherever the spirit would go, they would go, hold on to that because we're going to come back to that. And then when she talked about prophets, we're going to, going to come back to that as well, the significance of prophets during this time. Um, but I wanted to touch on this because this goes right into Julie Green. She talked about no matter how bad it looks, God is on the throne. We are in the cusp of seeing the most wild and shocking events, shock and awe. This is a warning to be in prayer and to be close to to the Lord. So this next word from Julie Green is called breaking the chains off of your life. It came out, she delivered it on July the 24th, 2023. She received it while on a prayer call on July the 10th, 2023. Check this out. My children, this is the day and this is the hour to lay your cares at my feet to humbly come before me and cast those cares. Yes, because I care for you, but also because those cares are weighing you down. Those cares are like chains upon you that are keeping you from my glory. They're keeping you from your steps to go higher and higher and level and level with me. It keeps you walking closely with me. It keeps you from that. My children, this time, 
be aware and be prepared. Many things are coming. Many things. Many things that my church is totally unaware. These things you have to know will shake this earth. A shaking. I've talked about it many times. A shaking never, never like has been before. Not like this. A shaking that will test people's faith. A shaking it will turn from my face. A shaking that it will draw others near and closer to me. You're not living in a normal time. You're not living in a time where things are just as usual, business as usual, you would say. This is a time of quick and swift changes. But changes that will shock. Changes that will bring fear to some because they weren't paying attention to my words. My words have gone forth that many people have tried to discredit it. Many people have tried to divide. They've tried to do all these things against my mouthpieces that are there just to warn, that are there to guide, that are there to lead in the right direction. My children, be aware and be prepared. You're coming into a time of darkness. You're coming into a time where things will turn upside down or right side up because things are upside down, but many will believe that's the direction it's going when it's really turning right side up. Be watchful and be prepared to stand. Be watchful. Have your eyes opened to my truth because that sets you free. My children, your enemy, oh yes, he's out there lurking. He's out there on the prowl. He's out there putting more cares on you and more grief and more pressure, more fear, discouragement. He's trying right now to get you to turn away from me, to get you to give up on me. And what I've done for you. This day, this hour, 
Know my love. Know my love for you. Know your authority that I have given to you. Know the glory that I am pouring out. The resurrection power on the inside of you. My words speak them through your mouth. Speak them loudly and boldly. This is our great change. Great change. Great shifts. Great upsets. Great reveals. Great removals. Great revival. Stand. Those of you who stand, those of you who believe me, those of you who will not give up and quit on me, great is your reward, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. So powerful. All right, I want to take you to Church International, uh, Robin D. Bullock from Sunday, July the 23rd, 2023, when he was actually walking in to worship, the Lord gave him a word about victory, and it's so powerful. Check this out. Those who didn't hear it, we said, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. How many's glad today? Oh, it is a wonderful day. It's a great day to know Jesus. And you can know him if you want to. You don't have to wait till we get started. You know what? All you got to do right now is say, Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and personal Savior. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me. And I'll serve you all the days of my life. You say, why did you go ahead and do that? Because you know what? If the rapture takes place, you're set to go. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I was coming down the hall, coming toward the stage. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. Spoke to me very real, very clear. And to come out and tell you. That victory is, it's like it's on the horizon right now. And that your lives, your life is about to get clearer and better than you've ever known it before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So take great courage today. For it has begun. Better times. Victory has begun. Hallelujah. Lord began to talk to me the other morning in the dark. I was riding in the dark. And, and uh, if you could see this, you'd understand. <laughs> you wake up sometimes in the morning, there's ink all over your finger where you've wrote and marked. <laughs> the air of freedom is wonderful to breathe. Even the memory of a better time brings a smile to your face. Even a man in jail whose freedom is gone can remember freedom. 
But when all that's left is a memory of freedom, then freedom has surrendered to tyranny. When all you have left are stories of freedom that you tell your children, and all you have is memories of freedom that you're talking to your children about, then they are being raised in captivity. Some have worn chains of bondage for so long that they have become deaf to the sound of their rattling. Let us act while there's time. People who spew the left's rhetoric and propaganda out of their mouths are just such people. We must act while there's time before we get used to the sound of those chains. Wow, that is why we started Flyover Conservatives. We looked at our grandchildren and we were like, they are not going to be free if we don't bring our time, talent, and treasure, everything that we can to the table to try to help to save this country, to help wake up, help teach, teach people how to speak up and show up in their own family, in their own community, us doing the same thing to make a difference to help to save our country. And God is calling us to link arms and do that at this time. We can't wait for President Trump or anyone else to come along to save our country. We have to do it by partnering with God, and He's calling us to do it. He's putting together a puzzle. Each one of us are a piece of the puzzle, and we have to bring our puzzle piece in order for the puzzle to be complete. So we're alive for this time. God chose us to be here right now, so we are equipped. And if we don't feel qualified, He will qualify us. So it's so important that we do that. All right, well, it's we're excited because uh, next week we're actually going to have Robin Bullock on our show to interview him, and we've given him the platform. Whatever the Lord is bringing to him that he needs to share, that he wants to share, um, he has the platform to do that. And so if you would like to catch that show, make sure you go to theflyoverapp.com, theflyoverapp.com, and it'll be the Flyover Conservative show next week. So make sure you follow us there, theflyoverapp.com, and you'll be able to find it on the Flyover Conservative show. All right, so let's go to Oasis Church, which is Tim Sheets' church. But this week he had a guest speaker. Her name is Gina Golston. And we've heard her talked about on uh, with, with Dutch Sheets. He reads a lot of her dreams and she writes for Give Him 15. She had a lot of powerful words. In fact, I recommend having a piece of paper to write down some of these things. It was very powerful. I received it from a couple of our uh, different teammates that were putting together the prophetic report with me. And this was actually called called Ready, Set, Go. Check this out. Uh, about a week ago, a little over a week ago, I was actually in eastern Ohio, and I was going to be speaking over there on a Thursday night, and so I had prepared myself, and I knew what I was going to say, I thought, and so I was ready to go to the meeting, and that morning I woke up, And immediately when my eyes opened, a thought, three words just came. And I don't even know how to explain it to you, but it felt like arrows of fire went into my physical being with these three words, ready, set, go. 
just like that. And immediately I thought of Hebrews chapter 12, verses one and two. And it wasn't like a familiar scripture from the Bible. And it wasn't even a suggestion. It was like a command that was accompanying these three words that I just heard. So it was ready, set, go, boom, strip off every unnecessary weight and sin, which so easily and cleverly entangles you. Run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before you. Look away from all that would distract you. Focus your eyes on Jesus who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Yes, things are happening so quickly. And the Lord has need of us in this moment. He needs us to be those saturated bundles. They're willing to catch and carry the fire. So we have to be rid of anything and everything that would entangle us and cause us to be slow or hesitant in the days ahead in our response to God. We have got to keep our focus on the Lord. We cannot allow distractions in this moment. Hear me this morning. God is saying he needs us to be the people he created us to be. So this is not the time to allow distractions in our lives and other things to take preeminence over the word and the leading of the Lord in this time. We have to hear God properly. We have to align with him quickly. We have to know how to move with him in this moment because the moment is requiring us to be prepared right and to be set that means positioned where the Lord calls you whatever that looks like whenever however God says we must be set and we must be ready to rapidly move with the Lord in the days ahead I was thinking about uh, when Joshua and the people, when the Lord came to them and put them in acceleration mode, <laughs> you know, and God came to them and this is what God said to them. I'm giving you a three day time limit, three days to get your stuff together, to get ready, to get set for the go. Right? And so Joshua comes, and in my paraphrase, Joshua was saying to the people, you got to get your stuff together, but take only what is necessary. Don't take what's going to slow you down. Do not take things that's going to cause you to hesitate because we're coming in to a transitional moment with the plan of God, and we have to be ready to move at a moment's notice. When I thought about that, I thought we are in the exact same kind of moment right now. Listen, the prophetic word that has come through Apostle Tim and through the dreams and through Chuck and others that have been speaking, God has given us a three-month timeline, right? 
June, July, August. And within that three months, God said to us that you must be ready. You must stay ready. You must be active. And by September, the next strategy must be in place. Ready, set, go. You see it? So I was thinking this morning as I was praying over the service and I thought, Lord, we have literally stepped in to the prophesied new era. We're in it. I mean, we're here. It's not something that's coming anymore. We are in it. We have taken the steps over into it now and it is happening. But this has not taken God by surprise. And it shouldn't be taking us by surprise. Because if you will think back and take an honest look, you will see that God has been preparing you. God's been talking to us about this moment for a long time. And we've gone through that time of preparation. But now there's an urgency that we feel. Something has shifted now. And we've moved over into the urgency of the moment. And what we are feeling right now. And what I feel that Holy Spirit is saying to us is now this is no longer a season for preparation. This is a time for positioning. It is time for us to be positioned in that thing that God has prepared us for. He said it to me this way several years ago. He said, it's time to be what you've been becoming. Amen. And when God spoke that to me, he used Esther to illustrate that. And we all know the story of Esther and how that God prepared her for a very critical time in the plan of God concerning the nation of Israel. And so Esther was the one that had been chosen and she went through a time of preparation. But listen, the preparation was not a perpetual season. Come on, we have to understand that eventually Esther had to be seated in the position that she had been prepared for because the nation was hanging in the balance. God had determined to save the nation, but that salvation was hinged on whether or not Esther would take her place. And God is comparing this moment to that moment. And what he's saying to the church today is that America shall be saved. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how long that will last, but I know it is a promise from God. God has a plan to save this nation and to turn it for his good and for his glory. But the plan of God in this moment for the nation hinges on the ecclesia taking her place and being what God has positioned and prepared us to be. This morning, as I was getting ready, I heard the Lord say this to me. It's time to get ready and gather up your experiences because the go is right in front of you. The go is right in front of you. The Lord reminded me of this word and I'm going to release it over you as a declaration this morning. 
The Lord says urgently, I feel it in my spirit. Shake off distraction. Shake off disappointment. Take your place. Set your face like a flint toward me. Do not be moved by what you see happening around you. It is temporary. It won't last always. There is a turning in the works. I have told you ahead of time. And now is the time. Believe my promises. Remember my word and do not doubt it. You are anointed for this time. You are mantled for this moment. You are anointed for this movement. I will order your aim and every giant that I bring you in front of, it will fall in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So Father, I pray over every person in this room and over every person watching us online, your body, Jesus, your body, Jesus. We lift up your body this morning, Lord Jesus. And I pray for a refreshing wind that will come into their being. But not just a refreshing wind, but a pushing wind that will get behind us and thrust us forward into this moment. I declare over every one of us, God, the reigniting of the flame of the glory fire that we are intended by you to carry. Lord, open us up to be those vessels, those conduits for your glory. Refresh us in our times of prayer, but release us everywhere we go and flow out through us the oil, the oil, the fire of your glory to ignite this nation once again. We know, Lord, that a shaking is coming. We hear you. We believe you. And while I do not know what that looks like, God, I don't know what that entails. But what I do know is you have need of the body of Christ that when the dust settles, we must still be standing, carrying your glory and carrying your word and your fire with us. Lord Jesus, let your will be done. Whatever your will is, let it be done. Kingdom of God, come into our nation again. Lord, you have promised us another great awakening. And we must have it. We must have it, God. It's not just political circumstance that we are in. God, it is corrupted hearts. It is hearts that have turned away from you. God, it is a nation that has forgotten you. But Lord, we know that you're rising up in your people. And you are reminding us that you alone are God. And beside you, there is no other. There is no other God but Jehovah. There is no other king but Jesus. You alone. 
alone, you alone are God. And you will show this nation and the nations of the world again the evidence of the reality of who you are. We declare there will be an awakening of an acknowledgement of you again in our nation. Flow like a river out of your people. God, turn your churches back into revival hubs. Turn your ministers back into flaming fire. Release the oil. Release the fire. And set us ablaze again, oh God, with the reality of your manifested transforming glory. And we give you all of the praise and all of the glory. Come on, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I receive it in Jesus' name. There was a few things I wanted to highlight there. She talked about there will be bundles of people who are saturated with the oil of my spirit, and they will come into places where my fire is present. We are the carriers of the glory of God. Well, that uh, reminded Terry and myself of something that Donna Rigney uh, said last week on the prophetic word uh, report. She said the Lord told her she saw flickering lights throughout the world. These represented God's faithful remnant. And then that also made me think of the torches that Amanda Grace was talking about. Torches moving back and forth we, wherever the spirit would go, they would go. So exciting to see what God's doing. One thing I want to also highlight is she said, it is time to be what you have been becoming. God is calling us to a higher place right now. And that takes us right into a Nate Johnson's word. If you go to the prophetic report, Dot com. Uh, you can find, obviously, the prophetic report there, but when you scroll down, you're going to be able to find the written prophetic words, and we're going to read through that now. It's a powerful uh, word that the Lord gave Nate Johnson on July the 23rd of 2023. It's called, I Heard a War Cry Come from the Eagles. In a dream a few nights ago, I kept hearing this scripture, for the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth so that he may strongly support those who heart, whose heart is completely his. First Chronicles 16, 9. Then I saw the Lord as a large eagle that was brooding over the earth, looking for those with a pure heart. Then it started swooping down over the nations of the earth with its talons extended, releasing a war cry. In response, other eagles that were alone and dormant suddenly began to cry out and join the skies to unite together with the other eagles. I believe this dream is what God is doing right now in this hour in the earth. I believe that the Lord is brooding over the earth and looking for his war eagles that would rise up and take the heights for him and begin to release a cry over the nations. It's a prophetic company of people who that would have that have been in hiding that have been alone and that God that the Lord is calling out of hiding in this hour and he is joining together for a mighty purpose in the earth the purpose of the eagles is to release the strategy of the Lord the wisdom of the Lord the new sound and the war cry that awaken God's people who asleep and would begin to sift out what is pure from impure. And the call of the eagles is to call the body of Christ higher in this time. 
Far too many eagles have been in isolation, and the brooding is the shaking and the deliverance to call them out of dormancy. It's time for the eagles to gather again. It's time for the eagles to spread their wings. It's time for the eagles to release their cry. The next part I want to go to goes along with something that we heard from Amanda Grace talking about prophets, but we also... uh on 11th hour, which I'm going to talk about at the end of this, um, we heard from Robin Bullock talking about the prophets and calling them back out again from hiding. So check this out. Earlier in the year, as we were driving from Colorado over into New Mexico, I had this vision of this incredible golden eagle that had its wings spread, but its bones were brittle, its muscles weak, and every second or third feather was missing. I said, Lord, what am I seeing? And he said to me that the eagles had been under attack and had their feathers ripped and torn. I know that this speaks of the prophets, the pure prophets in states, in cities, and in nations of the earth that have had their feathers plucked by the enemy. They have been bullied and under fire by the Jezebel spirit that has been trying to seduce them into compromise and apathy, and by the religious spirit that has been trying to discredit and assassinate this prophetic company. There's been an onslaught of territorial spirits and principalities in regions that have been trying to stop these eagles from soaring higher and releasing their cry. You see, you need all your feathers in your wings to be able to soar to the heights and also the feathers of an eagle are its glory. The enemy has been trying to strip the prophets of their glory because a prophet without its glory is just an Ichabod that carries no authority, power, signs, and wonders, or the pure word of the Lord. And many eagles have been silent. They've lost their cry and they've lost their sound. But the Lord is restoring the eagles to their post right now, and he's restoring them to their company. He's brooding over you. Even right now, as you're reading this, I pray that you'd feel a rumbling in your belly. I pray that you feel the spirit of God beginning to move and beginning to tremble the waters of your spirit and beginning to cause you to come alive. It is time to come up to the high places and begin to release your war cry again, says the Lord. This is what you were created for. You were not created to cower. You were not created to say to stay silent. You were created in this hour to be the eagle of the Lord that releases the voice of the Lord into the earth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It brought me back to when I read that um, the 11th hour with Robin Bullock on July the 25th, 2023, um, the teaching that he did, he talked uh, to the prophets and the seers that have been silenced by coercion. Uh, that they that, and he called them to speak up. Restoration comes through the prophets, he said. There are leaders in high offices in the house of God. Robin made a call for those old prophets who silenced the young ones to repent. And he also said the young ones, he called them out, uh, you need to prophesy. You need to do what God's called you to do during this time. So I thought that was really important that God is speaking to the prophets and he's calling out the ones that have been wounded and he's saying, come back out, use your voice. You do hear what I am saying. And he's calling them to do that during this time. Now, 
Um, Hank and Brenda Kuhneman at Lord of Hosts Church on Sunday, July the 23rd, 2023. I want to come back to Gina. She said, it's a time to be what you have been becoming. And they did a prayer of acceleration over the congregation and over everyone watching. And I felt like it was for the flyover family. Check this out. Look at Daniel chapter 9, verse 21. We're going to pray for you. In fact, Pastor Brent, I'm going to have you pray. We're going to ask God for his assistance. Notice this verse in verse 21. And those of you that are watching, I want you to look at verse 21. This is Daniel. He says, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel. Now that means the angel Gabriel. It wasn't some man named Gabriel that showed up. Whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly what? Okay, what caused him to fly swiftly? The prayers. Don't ever think that God is not for you. When it does, and listen, I stand here 35 years later, look at the fruit of what God did in spite of my ridiculous not believing him, trusting him, and knowing what he was doing in our life. And I'm here to tell you, it may not look like it. You may be single today and think, God, man, I'm tired. I've tried everything. Listen, let God do it. Trust the Lord. And here's another thing. Rehearse your victories. Thank God for what he's already done. And I'm going to tell you, I believe that there's angelic assistance here today to accelerate. Because notice what it did. The angel flew swiftly. Do you mean to tell me that there's different levels? Yes. You can cause things to move quickly in the spirit. Why do you think the first miracle of Jesus is turning water into wine? Not so that people could just have wine, which God showed them that he's a lavish God, by the way. But he also wanted to show the acceleration that he was aged because God can accelerate anything. And we're going to believe God that no matter what you're facing, what you're believing for, what you need a breakthrough for, what you need acceleration for, it's going to happen. And an angelic assistance is going to come. And just as we stood a week ago, and then we prayed, and five, how many days later? Seven days later, look, look at what God does. I believe you're going to come back next Sunday, and you're going to see something has shifted. How many believe that? All right, Pastor Brendan, would you mind praying? All right, come on, lift your hands. Father, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice and those that are online. We thank you, Father, that even as we stand in this room, this moment, this place of agreement, we stand here agreeing together for breakthrough. Father, we thank you. It's causing the angels, the angels of the Lord to move swiftly. So, Father, right now, we pray and we ask you to touch those that need a breakthrough in the area of divine physical healing, those that need healing in their emotions, those that need healing in relationships in their marriages father we pray right now for healing to descend upon the people in the name of Jesus and we say now the angels to bring healing are being commissioned they're being sent forth they're moving swift swiftly on behalf of the people of God now father for those that need financial breakthrough we pray right now in the name of Jesus that the angels are, that bring provision that have provision in their fists and within their hands are moving swiftly on behalf of the people right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that even those that need a, a, a breakthrough with their children, Father, right now, 
in the name of the Lord we pray father that you would bring forth a breakthrough upon the children and upon the families that prodigals will be turned back to God that prodigals will come to themselves father we pray that parents and children and sons and daughters would have relationships that are mended in the name of Jesus and now father let the angels move swiftly on behalf of the people father all other needs we pray right now in Jesus name that father as we agree together as touching any one thing it shall be done by our father which is in heaven and we stand firm in the faith and we believe father that whatsoever things we desire when we pray we believe we receive it we believe that we have it we believe it comes to pass and the angels are moving swiftly on behalf of the people of God we release the heavenly host that are the ministering spirits sent forth to minister on the behalf of your people the inheritance of the saints and father we thank you that angelic assistance is here it's not it's on the way but it's also here and it's moving and father we commit now to speak right to thank you to rehearse our victories and to see that you are moving in our midst in jesus mighty name hallelujah hallelujah come on give god thank you give god a thank you give god a thank you and while we're at it let's just use our authority say this say devil i just need to remind you you are underneath my feet you are defeated i command every operation every demonic operation cease right now desist right now i command it to stop in the authority of jesus name get off my body get off my finances get off my family get away from my children get away from my parents in the name of jesus i bind you in the name of the lord come on now shout for the victory one more time hallelujah amen and amen praise the lord amen and amen so powerful i hope you receive that in jesus name i receive it so exciting what god is doing well where do we go from here what do we do first thing is we have got to pray 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 god is calling us to pray it's impossible to pray and for something not to happen and i think i've told you this before but he showed me several years ago that prayer is like an axe and the problem is a tree and every time that we come forth with that prayer it's like that axe hitting the tree eventually the problem has to come down it has to bow and we say that in jesus name because he paid for it 2000 years ago and we walk in complete authority he came back he gave us the keys from hell and he said I'm giving you authority over this earth. We just have to understand that and walk in that authority. We have it in Jesus' name. All right, so praying, praying in tongues. Now, I've looked through comments before, and I've seen that some of you said, I don't know how to pray in tongues, and I want to receive that gift. Well, today, um, I want to give you that opportunity. Robin Bullock, at the end of 11th hour yesterday, had a very powerful segment about praying in tongues and walking through that. Check this out. Say right now, Lord Jesus, baptize me in the mighty Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit tells me what to say. Now I want to thank you, Lord. 
Come on and lift your hands and thank him all over the world. Those that have never done that, lift your hands, thank him, and then say out loud, I'm now going to praise you, and I'm going to pray in other tongues. I'm going to speak in other tongues, and then just let it, whatever sound you hear. La kutia rupa sukiandele. Europa roje kuresikale prendu kunzala katale. Veto roje achusno hangeli atai. Eto pukujendai veto kusianama enumando kosikele. Itu preto o oreazia evrita kuluzaramba du gujenglezia katale. Eto prudu karasubanu kangulezia pateli, vrito si kustandele, talepa yata, ei, ei, huhoya, ei, atamanguruzipi, vrito kusia, bratolea hachisnele. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo! Praise the Lord. All right, so something the Lord really brought to my attention uh, when I was with Wanda Alger at that event um, a week and a half ago or whatever that was, um, about rearranging my schedule. I was kind of rushing through my quiet time, and I really felt like kind of what we've heard today, it's time to consecrate ourselves, set ourselves apart, because the Lord's going to do amazing things among us, just like He told Joshua think he's saying right now. And so I've really been spending more time with him worshiping, more time with him just talking to him, writing down what I feel like he's sharing, reading my Bible. And I feel like he's calling us to worship and celebrate, spending more time doing that right now because they're doing that in heaven and we're partnering with him. And then finally, declaring and decreeing what we do want. And we're going to declare and decree scripture that the Lord's given us, because when we declare and decree the scripture of the Lord, it is uh, the sword. And when we do that, we're blowing holes in the second heaven. The things, the plans of the enemy, God is shredding them when we are declaring and decreeing his word. So we're going to start with Psalm 35, decreeing that. Let's do that together. And that's from the Passion Translation. O Lord, fight for me. Harass the hecklers. Accuse my accusers. Fight those who fight against me. Put on your heart, your armor, Lord. Take up your shield and protect me. Rise up, mighty God. Grab your weapons of war and block the way of the wicked who come to fight me. Stand for me when they stand against me. Speak over my soul. I am your strong savior. Humiliate those who seek my harm. Defeat them all. Frustrate their plans to defeat me and drive them back. Disgrace them all as they have devised their plans to disgrace me. Blow them away like dust in the wind with the angel of Almighty God driving them back. Make the road in front of them nothing but slippery darkness with the angel of Yahweh behind them chasing them away. For though I did nothing wrong to them, they set a trap for me, wanting me to fail and fall. Surprise them with your ambush, Lord, and catch them in the very trap they set for me. Let them be the ones to fail and fall into destruction. Then my fears will dissolve into limitless joy. My whole being will overflow with gladness because of your mighty deliverance. Everything inside of me will shout it out. There's no one like you, Lord. 
For look at how you protect the weak and helpless from the strong and heartless who oppress them. They are malicious men, hostile witnesses of wrong. They rise up against me, accusers appearing out of nowhere. When I saw them mercy, when I show them mercy, they bring me misery. I'm forsaken and forlorn like a motherless child. I even prayed over them when they were sick. I was burdened and bowed low with fasting and interceded for their healing, and I didn't stop praying. I grieved for them, heavy-hearted, as though they were my dearest family members or my good friends who were sick, nearing death, needing prayer. But when I was the one who tripped up and stumbled, they came together to slander me, rejoicing in my time of trouble, tearing me to shreds with their lies and betrayal. These nameless ruffians mocking me like godless fools at a feast. How they delight in throwing mud on my name. God, how long can you just stand there doing nothing? Now is the time to act. Rescue me from these brutal men, for I am being torn to shreds by these beasts who are out to get me. Save me from their rage, their cruel grasp. Then I will praise you wherever I go, and when everyone gathers for worship, I will lift up your praise with a shout in front of the largest crowd I can find. Don't let those who fight me for no reason be victorious. Don't let them succeed, these heartless haters who have come against me with their gloating sneers. They are the ones who would never seek peace as friends, for they are ever devising deceit against the innocent ones who mind their own business. They open their mouths with ugly grins, gloating with glee over my every fault. Look, they say, we caught him red-handed. We saw him fall with our own eyes. Yahweh, my caring God, you have been there all along. You have seen their hypocrisy. Yahweh, don't let them get away with this. Don't walk away without doing something. Now is the time to awake. Rise up, Lord. Vindicate me, my Lord and my God. You have every right to judge me, Lord, according to your righteousness. But don't let them rejoice over me when I stumble. Let them all be ashamed of themselves, humiliated when they rejoice over my every blunder. Shame them, Lord, when they say we saw what he did. Now we have him right where we want him. Let's get him while he's down. Make them look ridiculous when they exalt themselves over me. May they all be disgraced and dishonored. But let all my true friends shout for joy. All those who know and love what I do for them, let them all say the Lord is great and he delights in the prosperity of his servant. Then I won't be able to hold it in. Everyone will hear my joyous praises all day long. Your righteousness will be the theme of my glory song of praise. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person that is listening right now. Thank you that we're alive right now, that you chose us for this time. Thank you that, God, you have given us everything that we need to be able to make it during this during this time, gifts, talents, treasure. And God, I just pray that we are vessels that you can work through. That, God, that truly we are walking in the authority and understanding that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. That, God, that when you look up, there's nothing above you because you're above all things, that you are the creator of all things. That with every breath that we breathe you in, and that, God, that we exhale you, that we leak you everywhere that we go. And when we do that, that we bring your glory into every situation, into 
every place, into every encounter, into every um, conversation, that God, that you are with us. And God, let us be um, people that, that are speaking up, that are showing up, that are using the time, talents, and the treasures that you've given us. Don't let us be sitting back and hiding, but God, coming forth in boldness and victory. And God, we love you. We worship you. We walk in that authority that you've given us. And we say yes and amen to your plans. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now let's do Psalm 91 together. This is over our family, over our homes, over ourselves. And again, this is from the Passion Translation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds you and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing, whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you'll remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, They'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I, am greatly, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now's the time we blow our shofars together. I love this time. It is so powerful. When we blow our shofars, I really believe that the angels are going out on our behalf and they are fighting the enemy. We're blowing holes in that second heaven and they are shredding the platforms of the enemy. And then God's going to use that just like the walls of Jericho as ramps for us to go in to be victorious in Jesus' name. So I just ask that you would get your shofar if you have one. We'll blow them together on the count of three and then we're going to yell and prophetically believe those walls are coming down in Jesus' name. Are you ready? One, two, three. Woo! Go host, make toast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I bless you. I bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. I bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And I bless you to, to wake up, 
speak up and show up. Thank you so much for joining me today. Check out this quick clip. It's really fun. All right, let's get our stuff together here. Hi, I'm David Whitey. <laughs> if we can skip the hi, my name is David part, because that's where I got to tend to derail. Hi. <laughs> but I did good. See, look. First thing it says. Say your name. Say your name. <laughs> Say your name, David Whitey. <laughs> Have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself. Filling your head with worthless information about what may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about... Friend at school. <laughs> Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch pail and you're talking to your friends at school, they, they bring up your flat earth, and you think it's a flat I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know. Alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. And it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> we talk about Rubik's Cubes and stuff. We like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible. I can, like, feel myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. I got a show for you. <laughs> my, my, hang on, my, my eyes red now. You won't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. He can run it through a filter. Can he run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of the, my red eyes? Oh, I'm probably doing the world a disservice. you've enjoyed this episode of the flyover conservatives podcast with david and stacy whited please subscribe hit the notification bell and leave us a comment below lastly if you enjoyed today's podcast share with those who came to mind be blessed and make it a great day 